I'm sick of following my dreams. Man, I'm just going to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of Under the Cowl of MS. It's a little Mitch Hedberg quote. Hebbit, 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 hebbit. All right. Comics this week. It's got a couple. First one's issue number three of Gen Active. I didn't have one and two, so I had to check out number three. Basically, again, bought because of the cover. You got like a wolf boy in prison on the cover. But to give you a concept of Gen Active, in the Wildstorm universe, a Gen Active is an in- individual in whom the Gen Factor is activated allowing them to access superpowers much like the metagene. One history, 1.1 known gen actives, two, see also three, links, and references. (laughs) The gen factor was discovered by Dr. Simon Sung of Project Genesis while examining the body of Ethan McCain after soon. To Soong, Soong, however you say his name, T.S. U.N.G. left the project. His protege Gabriel Newman continued his research. Early experiments to activate the factor in humans failed until Gen 12 became effective. Uh, in this number three, you have three different stories. I'm assuming they all. Have a few different stories in them. First one's Devil May Care. Second one's Occupied Territory. And third one's Purgatory Released. Fun seeing how these characters' abilities are activated, what they have without knowing anything about them. So it is a fresh start for me with this whole group. And you bounce around from. Anything from a little get-together party to military siege to the werewolf character being locked up in prison and dealing with all the... Dealing with the specialty metahuman-style prison that he has to deal with and all the prisoners, how they act, react. They have different... Style things in this prison where you have awake prisoners, you have prisoners in like a cryo freeze type thing and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I don't know if these stories will keep combining and going on if that's how it works or if they just have a ton of different stories that will gradually cross over in the future. But I will go back at issue one and two and check out on beyond issue three. I'm not sure. I haven't gone through all my stuff yet to see if I have any other issues from this run, but it's definitely interesting. I like the characters. I want to know what they end up turning out to have with all their abilities and stuff. But then we got some Art and Franco stuff. A couple little things here. First one I checked out was Patrick the Wolf Boy. This is the first Patrick the Wolf Boy comic. I have seen and read. This is a post-Father's Day special. This is fun just seeing Patrick and his father and his 
little friend, the little Bigfoot character. It's, uh, uh, I want to say his name's like Little Bigfoot or something like that. And <laughs> Patrick the Wolf Boy swap, throws his clothes on the little Bigfoot character and they play a little trick with his dad. And so Patrick can run around and do some things and the Wolf Boy or the Yeti character ends up coming home with him because Patrick sneaks him in the vehicle and stuff and then they got the parents get to deal with an extra kid and what they got little games that they keep playing there's uh much like the first comic this one has different little stories in it and stuff and it's fun the second one is uh brother can you spare some sugar and it's like some aliens come to earth and to patrick's house and looking for some sugar to fuel their uh, spaceship and Patrick gives them some pop rocks and soda you can see what happens with all that and these are nice little stories little short stories and stuff but then next one's that's not my tie or as where Patrick Wolf boy grabs a girl character and Basically turns the squirrel into a a present, a tie for his dad for Father's Day. <laughs> and you get to see the little Yeti Bigfoot character back in a little story where he's uh well okay, there's where it says I knew it said it somewhere. His name is Squatch, the baby Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, that's his name. But, yeah, you had to see him walking around eating different things and stuff. It's just funny watching what he does. It's just stories are quick, simple. You don't need a lot of time to read them. It's more pictures than words. But, yeah, but Patrick's fun. Patrick doesn't talk much, so learning grr, growling and stuff. Oh yeah, it's, they are fun reads. And one other book, this is a trade paperback that I got. It's Encounter Out of This World. Balthazar Franco and Giarusso did this book. Art Balthazar, Franco, and Chris Giarusso team up for the first time. Encounter is a new kind of hero. An alien escaped to Earth with pods that will eventually hatch to become his siblings, who can take any form he chooses and decides to become a hero. With help from his talking dog, Barco, fights crime on our planet. But there is a mysterious figure who will try anything to defeat him. In Volume 1, which this is, the trade paperback, Encounter and Barco must defend the pods from villains such as Gadget Man, Cold Blaze, the Thermodynamic Shark, and Ribbon Ronda. No matter the odds, Encounter will always find a way to save the day. He's a friendly little fun alien. Of course, he, the first egg hatches, 
and it's him. But uh, he's in a zoo setting in a giraffe uh, environment. And when he comes out, he comes out as a giraffe. And then he gets spooked and turns into a hat. Then he gets spooked again, turns into a hubcap, and then a different character. He even becomes a little SpongeBob character, a Mario character, a Princess Leia character. <laughs> Just fun watching him turn into all these different forms and stuff. And then he sees the dog and talks to the dog and touches the dog and does a little zap power thing. And all of a sudden, the dog turns colors, and now the dog can talk, and they can understand each other, and go around the environment and run into these different characters that they have to deal with that are trying to do, trying to, most of the characters in here that he has to deal with are trying to get the eggs, because everybody gets excited at the beginning and see that it's a special changing egg, and they're like, oh my god, we can get rich, it's mine, 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 they're all fighting over it, and then you got these other villains coming looking for the bag of eggs and stuff uh it's kind of confusing to me how the eggs are supposed to be his siblings but yet he hatched from one of the eggs i don't know if that was just his transportation coming to earth or what my favorite character that he fights is the shark one half the shark's body is ice one half the shark's body is fire uh, and he flies around a lot it's <laughs> fun watching what he does and how he has to beat that character and then ribbon Rhonda, she can use the ribbons that come out of her body and, and tie you up and make the ribbons do things to you and stuff and make you do things, control you and stuff like that. So he has to do with that character. And like I said, he can turn into any type of form. So you can just imagine what he does to deal with these enemies using his abilities and stuff. Yeah, it, it's a, definitely a fun story. Another new character that I've never known about until I got the, this book. And I'm glad I went with the graphic novel instead of just one of the comics. These, all these stories linked together nicely. And it was a fun, very fun read. I'm looking forward to reading more of those, but yeah. Oh yeah. You can't go wrong with anything Art and Franco. I've been enjoying everything so and it is all of it's nice and kid friendly and family friendly and i believe it's a read for just about anybody so unless your heart is damaged <laughs> uh, yeah so ms wise still dealing with that january exercise season so People living with MS who exercise regularly can feel better, of course. So it can help your body move, help your joints move better. So it's always good to keep keep those joints lubed up and going and active. So exercise helps lessen depression, fatigue, and difficulty walking. These symptoms also make it hard for people with MS to be more active and a variety of other obstacles can prevent people from beginning an exercise program and sticking with it. It's always tough with the new year because you make your resolution. A lot of people make resolutions. I'm not into that thing. They always fail, and there's very few resolutions that make it through. But it's a thing we do, so 
Everybody talks about it. The cost of joining a gym or buying an exercise equipment and having a safe and comfortable place to be active also can prevent people from being active. But if you are thinking about going to a gym nowadays, you can almost buy two, three pieces of exercise equipment and not have to worry about going to a gym and having to deal with the environment with COVID and all that crap and having to wear a mask while you're working out and stuff, which can cause us issues. We, we already have breathing issues, some of us, and that's just going to make it harder on us to activate more things. But for children and teens with MS, lack of confidence in their ability to exercise and not setting goals are key barriers why you want to work out when you can grab the video controller or your tablet and just play on that and the nice thing is with the oculus rift and stuff like that these virtual environments are becoming more active with making your body the actual controls on some of them and stuff so you are moving and walking and getting things going not just sitting there Following the physical activity guidelines for adults with MS, which call for aerobic exercise and strength training twice a week. Uh, you can exercise at a gym or at home, but before starting to exercise, your neurologist or primary care provider to make sure it's safe for you. Yeah, always talk with your doctor. You don't know what kind of medications you're on that might affect you in certain ways and stuff with different foods or different activities and stuff. So, Check that out. Make sure it's all good. Walking's excellent. I mean, it's probably the most, the best form of exercise you can get out there, just moving around. It's a form of aerobic exercise. So it's, it's good for you to just get out and keep moving. And walking has the most benefits for physical outcomes as well as cognitive outcomes. And, brain health and keep your brain active when you're walking around uh, if you can, can't walk you can try riding a stationary exercise bike at home for strength training and stuff resistance bands or even lifting a can of food in each hand or filling a milk jug full of water for some type of weight and there's so many different things if you got little pails you can throw rocks or water or whatever to give you extra weight uh, you don't have to go out and spend thousand dollars on some gym equipment when you have stuff at home you can use for free uh, resistance bands like i said in the past if you do any physical therapy just mention it to your therapist or most therapists will have you doing fitness band workouts at therapy and they usually within the first day of working with uh, the bands will give you some type of bands to take home and use and you can buy them online real cheap uh, and they got all different types of small thick heavier different colored ones that represent different resistances and stuff like that and of course with yoga and everything guy gong and all those different things you can exercise and work out you can get free videos off Amazon or YouTube or whatever like that. So that's a good way to go. Uh, 
take a walk twice a week for five minutes or doing laps inside your home can help and gradually build yourself up. Uh, you, and after your walk, you can go home and do some strength training exercises with your resistance bands and stuff. That's a great workout just to get you on. Uh, slowly increase everything on how long and hard you exercise as you work towards me and you get your goals and stuff and just listen to your body you'll you'll know if it's time to add a couple more minutes or a couple more reps or anything like that children and teens with ms decreasing screen time and increasing movement in everyday life is a main necessity ways to do this include Taking the stairs instead of the elevator, or walking to school instead of getting a ride. Social interactions also facilitate exercise. It's great for your brain. We all need that social activity. You only talk to yourself so long, even though it's the most intelligent conversation you're going to find, probably. <laughs> find things to do with your friends that will encourage you to be active. I mean, playing baseball and basketball and stuff like that or just going hiking in the woods or something uh, water sports all that this time of year going up to the ski hill and lots of little things that are fun are also exercise and you get go out biking skateboarding dancing and parents can provide supportive and positive environments and lead by example instead of just yelling at the kid to do something and then they sit on their own ass and do nothing. But yeah, get out there, get active. Caregiving, I'm a caregiver, living caregiver, so, and I need my own caregivers. But I do the best I can taking care of others and Hope that someone can help me when I need it. It is not uncommon for people with MS to also be caregivers like anyone else. They may be providing care for their parents, children, siblings, and or their significant other. Caregiving is a stressful undertaking under the best of circumstances, but there can be substantially greater levels of stress to be dealt with when the caregiver is also struggling with the effects and uncertainty of MS, the demands of dealing with your own health compounded with supporting and caring for someone else can certainly take their toll. This can have an effect on each partner in their care relationship and on the relationship itself. Self-care is atop the list of things recommended to anyone who is providing care for someone else, which a lot of us will slack and not worry about ourselves, just worry about the ones we're taking care of, and then our health just goes to shit. It's important to take a breather as a caregiver, monitoring your own tiredness and taking breaks when you need them. I know a lot of times when you need a break is when there's a stressful thing happening, and you got to worry about that first. So by the time you do get to give yourself a break, sometimes it's a little too late, but do the best you can with what you got. You must realistically assess your own strengths and limitations to know what can and cannot reasonably be done to help yourself or your partner. 
sometimes outside help is needed. And you can always ask for help from people around you. Sometimes caregivers are already maxed out and not able to take on more responsibility. And one solution would be having a family or support team meeting, which it helps, but you got to have family or care team members that actually give a shit about you and your environment and look at what's happening with your physical abilities and your health, not just sit there and stand aside and pop in once in a every couple of weeks, couple of months or whatever and do something for couple hours and think that that's open out so uh, it takes a lot more than that to actually give a person a little relief uh situation of both care partners having health issues can be overwhelming at times you got to work together you got to try and make things the best be friends not enemies sit there and find ways to make each other happy and deal with the problems at hand and what you got to deal with on daily life Ignoring reality, even if you think it's the best way to move forward, will only lead to more problems. Suppressing feelings is a surefire recipe for those feelings to emerge in unwanted, uncontrolled ways. You will snap, you will explode, you will let everything go. Helping to care for someone can sometimes be or feel like a full-time job. And it is a full-time job. It's 24-7 for some of us. Uh, even if you are gone, you're worrying about things and you're picking up things and you're taking care of things when you're out in the boats, no matter what, it's, you're always worrying, dealing with it. Uh, no matter who you are, dedicating part of your life to assisting someone else can take a mental, emotional, and physical toll. You may become so involved in your role as a caregiver that you fail to properly care for yourself. This can lead to high levels of stress. Social withdrawal and burnout, which doesn't take much. It just, it's definitely a life sucker when you're dealing with depression and headaches and issues and you can't, things just aren't working out right. Sometimes you simply need time to yourself so you can relax, relieve stress, keep up with a hobby. It's always good to have some type of little side hobbies, things to do. Keep your mind active. Keep your body active. Uh, respite is care for caregivers. Respite allows you to balance your role as a caregiver with other aspects of your life. You may need need respite to run errands, uh, such as grocery shopping or keeping a doctor's appointment. Other times, respite may be needed to attend your child's sporting events or go on a family vacation. Everyone's situation requirements are different. It's like vacation, what's that? <laughs> I remember the last time. It's been many years. Having even gone up north, you should do that every spring and every fall at least. Yeah. Respite can come in many forms for people with a strong network of family and friends around them. Simply sharing the responsibilities of care can be respite, 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 I don't know how you say it. <laughs> For a primary caregiver, 
people who do not have a local support system going on, there are still resources available to you, home care agencies. Uh, they can then train trusted professionals to assist you. I know with different insurances like mine, I can get a caregiver to come in and take some time away to give me a break if I want. I have yet to try that out. If you want to look at other means of MS things, books and stuff that you can look into for other things to help you with your MS life and other things around you. Uh, the one thing we hate is when people tell us, you look great, you're doing fine. It's like, yeah, I look good, but I'm screaming on the inside. And that little monster on the inside wants to jump out of my body and strangle you. So shut up and quit telling me I look so damn good. But there's a book out there by Cher Finber, But You Look So Good and Other Lies. The woman who happens to have MS, but MS is just one of the many facets of her life. She writes not only about her MS in her memoir, but also about abandonment, addiction, mental illness, grief, kidnapping, deceit, love, endurance, and strength. Uh... All kinds of interesting things to read about, but you can find it on Amazon Smile at msfocus.us backslash F-I-N-B-E-R-B-O-O-K. And then another book would be Carrying the Black Bag, A Neurologist Bedside Tales by Tom Hutton, M.D., Carrying a Black Bag is an inside look through the eyes of a neurologist. The book is a collection of heartfelt stories of real-life patients and the lessons he learned from them. You can find that at msfocus.us backslash black bag. Uh, yeah, primary progressive MS. You can uh, go to msfocus.us backslash ppmsbid. 17 to watch Dr. Ben Thrower talk frankly about primary progressive MS, what it is and how it affects both patient and caregivers. Discusses what's available and what is in the pipeline for PPMS treatment. And he talks about the best way to manage the course of the disease through physical therapy, diet, and exercise. Uh, yeah, cell therapies, which you can check out at msfocus.us backslash cell therapies. Uh, the senior medical advisor, Ben Thrower, dives into the world of cell-based type therapies for MS. Yeah, MS Lifelines, my story by Carrie and David Smith. You can listen to this on SoundCloud at msfocus.us backslash c-d-s-m-i-t-h. Listen as Derek Lee interviews songwriter and musician couple Carrie and David Smith about music, life, and their journey with MS. They also discuss becoming part of the EMD Serrano's My Story website at mslifelines.com backslash my-story. 
And you got Laugh MS, which you can listen to at msfocus.us backslash Laugh MS. Hope you get put a little happiness in your life. Get away from that depression, especially this time of year with winter and everything. But other than that, it's been a been a year so far, so we're just living it up, doing what we can as usual, trying to get more and more things caught up and stuff. Uh, still check out under the call and Crimson Call Comic Club. AB Conversation had a Christmas special this year's. So check out that and. Uh, as far as like Garage Days comics, still got them out there, but I think I'm gonna be dwindling that down. I got back on eBay and started doing that. That's been crazy. Uh, you're allowed 200 listings right now, so I'm taking advantage of that. Tried to get like my nephew and stuff. He was complaining about money, trying to give him the offer to give him free items and some other people too, and it's just. It's a great way to, it doesn't cost you nothing. You just pay fees if your stuff sells. And I got plenty of stuff to supply people with, and I'm still to this day passing up on new stuff I could be picking up in ship warehouses and sheds. I don't have the place or the time to store the stuff anymore, so I am just trying to get rid of, get my stuff dwindled down so I can get back to some of my hobbies I've been dying to get into. But yeah. You all have a great week. Stay stay warm. Be good to each other. And we'll get back to you at least by Thursday, if not earlier. And talk to you soon.